Hello, I'm Matthew Deemer, former congressional candidate for Ohio's 7th District. And I'm Nikisha Nickerson, secretary and vice chair of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party and councilwoman for Woodmere Village. And we are the hosts of the brand new CCDP podcast, Cuyahoga Today. Where we share everything in the Democratic Party, politics, and Cuyahoga County. From in-depth interviews, Cuyahoga Dem updates, and information all about your local community. Find out everything that's happening in Cuyahoga today. Hello, I'm Nikisha Nickerson, Secretary and Vice Chair of the Cuyahoga Dem Party, and this is your weekly update. The Ohio Democratic Party will like all reproductive rights petitions end by June 16th. Submit your petitions at the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party headquarters located at 3615 Superior Avenue. Pride Cleveland is this Saturday, June 3rd. Join the Cleveland Stonewall Dems to march in the parade. The next Senior Caucus meeting is Friday, June 2nd at 12.30 at the Cuyahoga Dem headquarters. The CCDP encourages you to vote no in August. For more information, go to votenoinaugust.org. And here are some upcoming Democratic Club meetings in Cuyahoga County. Today, Tuesday, May 30th at 6 p.m., Ward 2 of Cleveland is meeting. So is Mid Park Democratic Club, which consists of Brook Park and Middleburg Heights. And at 6.30, we have Rocky River Democratic Club. Tomorrow, Wednesday, May 31st, Westlake Democratic Club is meeting at 7 p.m. Thursday, June 1st, at 6.30 p.m., we have Fairview Park Democratic Club. And finally, on Monday, June 5th, at 6.30 p.m., South Euclid Democratic Club is meeting. For all the details, please go to C-U-Y-D-E-M, that's Kydem.com, and right on the top, click Calendar, and you'll see all the details for all the meetings and upcoming events. Thank you for listening to the CCDP updates today. And now, here's the interview with State Rep. Bride Rose Sweeney. All right, we're sitting here with Secretary of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party, Nikisha Nickerson. My name is Matthew Deemer, and we're sitting with our guest, Representative Bride Rose Sweeney. How are you doing, Representative Sweeney? I'm great. Excellent, excellent. You, would you mind if I call you Bride throughout this uh, conversation? Yes, I prefer it. All right, perfect, perfect. So, Bride, do us a favor really quick. Could you please just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and your history in the legislature? Yes, yeah, so I am the state representative for the 16th House District. I've been elected going into my fifth year. I am one of the youngest members of the General Assembly and uh, very appreciative for being able to talk to you guys today. Thank you so much. We're grateful for you being here. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and get into the issue. Um, the 60% threshold. Can you give us an overview of why that number was picked? Why 60% versus 50 plus one? Why is that so important? Yes. Well, just to get straight down to it, it's because they are trying to make it nearly impossible for the people to have a say in our constitution. Um, they are trying to go about it in a way that doesn't actually 
look so glaringly look like they're trying to take away the people's power, but that's what they're doing. And so 60% threshold, eliminating the ability to have a cure period for people trying to get petitions on the the ballot and um, increasing the amount of where signatures need to come to is all the same way of getting at taking, making it hard for the people to actually check the legislature. Um, so, and more specifically, a reaction to organizations coming together and saying that we're going to put a board rights into our Ohio Constitution is why they're rushing this issue forward. If you actually have looked at other competitive states like Ohio, they have been able to meet a 50% plus one threshold, but some of them haven't reached a 60%. And so this is the Ohio legislature's way to try to um, combat um, the ability for us to have a say in our Constitution and specifically on abortion. I would like to uh correct one thing. We said Ohio's legislature's way to do X. Um, it's not just a Ohio legislature. It's one side of the Ohio legislature trying to do this. You couldn't be more correct. It is the Ohio Republican Party, very much a party line of vote. There was a few, only a very small handful of Republicans, but every single Democrat uh, has been and will continue to be opposed to measures that take away the people's rights to have a say in their government. Now, what if this conversations that we keep having um, with the, we're talking about the 60% threshold is about abortion. But I think that there's probably other things that can be used as well that they're going to try to push through. And maybe uh, these could be different gun rights, school choice, and so on and so forth. Can you go through some of those other probably issues that could leverage the 60% threshold in the uh, GOP's fa- favor? Yes, you bring up an excellent point. This is about abortion, but it's not just about abortion. This is about having an extreme gerrymandered supermajority of Republicans that do not represent the rest of Ohio, meaning that they can put forward very unpopular ideals, ideas, put them into our laws that most of Ohioans don't want, or fail to act on measures, um, and there's nothing we can do about it. And so it is about abortion, but it's not just about it, meaning Every single issue you care about, every single issue that we see, you know, something as simple as background checks for those purchasing guns. In polling, we see upwards to 90% of Ohioans supporting that, but we see absolutely no movement on those bills in legislature. That leaves us in the state of Ohio. The only option is to actually put that into the Ohio Constitution where we could actually vote on it ourselves. This measure that's going to be before us in August puts that on the line. Ability uh, for us to have bargaining rights, our unions, minimum wage increases, marijuana, anything that we care about is on the line. There is absolutely nothing that they cannot do in the legislature if they are successful in cuffing the hands of the people of being able to check check this body. And so um, this is something that the Republicans have wanted to do for a long time because we've seen measures such as redistricting reform or even the threat of a ballot initiative. The only reason why we have medical marijuana in the state that is helping some of the most vulnerable Ohioans is because citizens started to collect petitions in order to get this into the Constitution. They knew if they went to the ballot, the people would win. And so it actually forced the legislature to actually act on it. And so it really, if you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care who you are, this impacts you because at the end of the day, it's not more simple than this is taking away your ability to have a say in a legislature, a Republican supermajority that is completely unaccountable to the people it's supposed to be representing. So speaking about August 8th, tell us about that. Is there a a lawsuit coming up on that or will that go? Will we be actually voting on August 8th? 
Yeah. So we need to be prepared as if we are voting on August 8th Mm -hmm. and we already have, you know, a campaign up and running. We're already talking about this. I switched all of my profile pictures to say vote no in August. And so Mm -hmm. we should act as if it's very real that it's happening. Um, However, there has already been a lawsuit that has been put forward that um, because last General Assembly, my extreme out of control, out of touch legislature actually eliminated the ability to have August special elections, which was a tool, you know, that our, our local school districts would use in order, you know, depending on the timing, needing to use that date in order to pass a levy in order to make sure that there was no gap in funding. So the Republicans removed the ability to have special elections. Mm-hmm. Now, because they wanted to rush this through and specifically get it in before the possibility of an abortion amendment in November, they put forward a bill or resolution that indicates it's going to be August 8th, but there's still this legal question that they, they still are eliminated. They actually had a separate piece of legislation that would actually allow them to resurrect special elections for themselves for this purpose, but actually that piece of that bill couldn't get out of committee. And so they went forward with the resolution. Um, a lot of, there is more individuals in the Republican party that, supported increasing the threshold up to 60%, but did not support wasting over $20 million of taxpayers' money in order to really rewrite the rules of the game, change the goalpost. Um, And so that piece of legislation couldn't move. And so they went forward this resolution. So that is what that lawsuit is over. I will say that that will, you know, end up in the Ohio Supreme Court, which uh, the Republicans, uh, for the first time in over 100 years, just last General Assembly, put on party IDs um, onto our judicial races, which party IDs should actually have no bearing on how judges are making rules. However, we do have an out-of-touch, extreme Republican uh, Ohio Supreme Court judges. And so it doesn't mean we don't try. It doesn't mean we don't keep pushing and using every single avenue to stop this from happening. Um, but we have to go forward while we wait as if this is very real, because it is. We will be working very diligently to get the vote out for August 8th. I know while simultaneously working on the petitions for abortion, what do you think the chances of this passing is? Like, how? What do you think the turnout will be? So the last August special election we had was statewide was about 8% turnout. Mm-hmm. 8% turnout. And so that's wow. why they are specifically targeting this because they know, and most of our polls show, and when I talk to voters, Republicans, Democrats, independents, they do not support taking power away from themselves. That's why we had every single living former governor and five attorney generals, Republican and Democrat, coming out and saying, do not pass this, this resolution. And so the reason why expecting and their game plan is to have low turnout. If we have high turnout and the voters are educated, it will fail. And that's the name of this game is turning out voters, educating ourselves and not being fooled by the lies that will be shortly coming on our airwaves about how this is protecting the Constitution. Um, I do believe we've seen in other states, um, Republican states, uh, Arkansas, they've tried to attempt other measures such as this, and it has failed. We can make sure that this does not pass in Ohio, but it's up to us. And it's definitely not a sure thing. I know the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party, we're definitely already rolling out um, everything that we can to make sure that the vote um, is successful. Um, So 
what do you think, what, what happens now? What can we do outside of that? I mean, I know we're going to get out the vote. Um, do you have any suggestions for people um, to find out more information if they have questions, et cetera? Uh, yes. And so, I mean, it really comes from, and I know we hear this all the time, but talking to your friends, even talking to five individuals, people are not expecting us to have an August election. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when we're out there, you know, knocking doors or at events, people are really um, excited. They are fired up in order to protect our right to abortion in November. And it's kind of that opportunity while we're collecting that, we also have to be talking about this August 8th election and every single interaction. If you care enough to sign this petition, you want this to happen, the Republicans are trying to lie and cheat and rig the rules of the game come out in August. And so I think really being coordinated with the efforts that are already happening with the collection of the petitions for November, um, connecting to the you know Democratic Party, what they're doing. There's a whole vote no on issue one campaign that has you know already been um, you know unveiled. Um, connecting, sharing on social media. It really is you know if people are made aware about this, they're going to vote. People, the vast majority of Ohioans, do not understand that we are going to have an August special. We're, we're that we're likely to have an August special election. So it's it's one of those times that and. Regardless of how you feel about abortion, August 8th is so much more than abortion. I don't know one single individual in the state of Ohio that will not be impacted by August 8th. And that is something that you should talk about at the Mm -hmm. dinner tables, at, you know, family gatherings um, to our, you know, people who have children, our friends and neighbors. Um, It really could not be more important. If by chance, the smallest chance that we do not turn this out in August eighth, what are other options? Like what happens next after that? Just so people know how dire this is. Yes. And so it's, it's important when, what we're talking about this issue before us is not to change the state law. It is to change the state constitution. And so our state constitution trumps state law. And so that's our founding document. And the only way that we'd ever be able to take that out is by another constitutional amendment that would also have to reach a 60% threshold. So every other constitutional amendment would have to hit 60%, which um, you actually see the history of constitutional amendments. The vast majority of them fail and a whole host of them have failed between 50 and 60%. And so um, at that point, if this gets in and we are able to get the issue of abortion, we have to get 60%. And that just makes our job 10 times harder. And not even after that, if we care about raising the minimum wage, putting gun safety measures, I've worked in legislature for the past five years. I've worked actually for the past 10 years as a former aide. This body is never going to do a single thing about gun safety. It is going to be the citizens that do it. And even to get, um, they're increasing the threshold to make it difficult to even qualify for the ballot. Um, So I cannot, this could really hamstring any of our ability to ever do anything to our constitution. So it really is right now all or nothing. If we don't make it through, we will persevere and we'll rise above. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just going to make our jobs 10 times harder in order to um, protect our rights and to actually protect our democracy. So let's get into the meat of this. What is HJR1 and SJR2? What do they say? What are they trying to do? Why is there two of them? Is there a strategy behind that? And then the last thing, I know this is going to be all a lot of questions in one, um, but why didn't the, the GOP legislature also put a bill to 
have the governor sign to allow and make it legal to have the August 8th election? Yes, those are excellent questions. So the reason why, so HJR1 and SJR2 virtually are the exact same bills. The H in HJR1 just means House Joint Resolution, SJR2 is Senate Joint Resolution. This is a tool that's used to expedite the process. So it was going through the chambers at both of the same time uh, where we were having all the hearings on the House resolution. The Senate got it done first. And so then they just took that up and then they can say, oh, we've already had hearings on the same bill. So we can just kind of rush through the Senate version. And so this was just a tool to rush the process, you know, not allow people to come in and protest and have their uh, say before, you know, the legislature and the people's house. Um, and so they're virtually the same, they're the same bill. And the one that actually ended up passing was SJR2. The reason there was a separate piece of legislation that was actually a bill that would have made August elections legal for the legislature, it still would have made it illegal for local communities, which just shows how insanely privileged and um, how much they do not care about their own hypocrisy is the fact that they were willing to continue to make them illegal for our communities, but not for themselves. That bill was in government oversight and could not get the votes to pass. And so that is why they just went forward with the resolution and to kind of force people's hands, hoping that the legal system would allow them to do so. I think they knew that there would be likely a lawsuit and they're, they're banking on that ability to, to, to do so. What's on the ballot is when a citizen-ran initiative wants to go to put a law into a constitution if this would go to a vote on an election day, it would have to ha- have 60% of the bo- vote. However, if it's a legislator, like within the House, it would only be a 50% of the vote. Is that still correct? So that was the original version of the, the bill. I will say with an intense amount of public pressure, people probably listening to this podcast calling, um, they actually did fix that percentage point of that now even the legislature or the people put it on the ballot, it will be 60%. It has to be 60%. However, basically, there is still, you know, we've changed now also outside of that. They made amendments this time around, actually making it more difficult to even qualify. So now you need a certain percentage of those voters who vote in the last gubernatorial election from at least 44 counties. Now you have to get a certain percentage from all 88 counties, which is absolutely insane because you have Cuyahoga County that has over a million people in it. And then like our lowest county has about 8,000. And so just statistically, the fact that we would treat that you have to go around all the state um, in order to do that, even though with the 44 current law, everyone still has to vote on it. Everyone still has the same you know, stay in it. This was just a tactic. There's also, once you're collecting signatures, it can go before you know the Secretary of State's office. And then there's um, an ability, if there are certain issues with certain petitions, to cure those. Um, if a signature didn't match, if, you know, something was missing but can be cured and almost every every single initiative has needed that cure period ones i've been for ones i've been against ones with republicans or democrats because of the mass amount of signatures and the complexity of uh the, the checks in place and so they eliminated that ability meaning that you actually have to get so many more signatures to account for the error rate and there's no ability for ohioans to then correct that um, so 
the the hypocrisy, one of the many hypocrisies is that the legislature can still put issues on the ballot, but they did nothing to reform us. Um, mm-hmm. they, nothing mm-hmm. has changed. Um, and actually, if you look at all of the issues before us, because they keep saying that um, this process has been abused, it's rarely been used over the you know hundred years we've had it, and the vast majority of issues actually come from the legislature. And so that's kind of the concern. You know, thankfully they at least um, treated us the same about each from the people and the legislature having sixty percent, but they did nothing to increase their own threshold to put it on the ballot. It sounds like if this passes, the people will never have a voice to direct the way that the state operates besides just electing officials. And once you elect an official, two years, it's basically you do whatever you want. The people will just shut up. And then we have no way to voice, no way to advocate, no way to it's you're almost unable to get over some of these barriers that are being put there. The 88 counties, the certain percentage and so on and so forth. And I don't foresee this passing. And even if it's an August 8th election, I don't want to say that, you know, cross my fingers, you know, whatever. But it seems as if people actually know what this is to take away their 50 plus one right of a democracy, that it's going to go down in flames. I know that this is strategic to be an August 8th election. Do you feel that the people will be 100% against this? Yes. I, I genuinely think that this issue will fail, but I really want to make sure people know that it, it, it's not a sure thing. And if we do all the right things, we put the work in, we will be successful. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, one of the most jarring things was having my colleagues day after day in committee say, we need to protect the Constitution. And it's it's about whether or not we can get our message out first compared to theirs, because their message is we need to protect the Constitution from out-of-state interests that are coming in and just buying the way in the ballot. While we found out a few weeks ago, there's an out-of-state billionaire, an out-of-state billionaire who actually spent a million dollars running ads into the Republicans' campaign that actually forced the vote two weeks ago. The only reason that passed was because of an out-of-state billionaire. And I have a bill called the Ohio Anti-Corruption Act that would actually curve the usage of dark money, and it won't get any hearings, and it will never see the light of day um, because they don't actually want to stop dark money. What they want to do is completely insulate the people from ever having any, any say in this. Thank you so much, Bride, for coming out and talking to us here at Cuyahoga today. Can you tell us anywhere people can go to learn more either about this issue and even just hear and learn more about you? The best place to get all of the most relevant information, toolkits, how to help us um, is votenoinaugust.org. Visit that. You can put your name, emails in and get Um, constant updates, especially with the legal battle currently going on and all the messaging. Um, Or you can reach out to your representatives. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, working on my TikTok. Don't have it yet. Um, It's Bride Rose Sweeney. I I do run those accounts. So if you DM me, message me, it is me who responds. Um, So if I could be helpful connecting with any other groups, um, we can connect other speakers or get somebody to come to your local group and, and talk to them. And we just all need to be in this together because we can and will defeat this in August. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party's podcast, Cuyahoga Today. Tune in next week for our latest show, 
and find out all of the latest information that's happening right here in your community. Show your support by going to www.cuydem.com and make a contribution. Do you have any questions about the show? Is there a topic you want us to cover? Or is there someone you want us to interview? If so, send your requests and questions to info at cuydem.com. Thank you again for joining our podcast. Until next week.